Welcome back to another episode of CCW Insider. Today I am talking with CCW wrestler Jack Talos, and I cannot wait to talk to him about the Washington Generals, his life on the other side of WWE, and I guess just in general, what it's like to be a giant. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Pleasure to be here. You have to be, most people, when they when they talk to you, you have to be the, the tallest person that they've ever met. For most people, yeah. For the for the everyday person, like they might have seen some taller people on TV, but to actually meet a, like a giant person, yeah. For the most part, I am. Yeah, I I, I would admit. So so tell people how tall you are. So I'm a legitimate seven feet, um, like you know, like six eleven and a half without my boots on. But we all wear boots, right? So I'm a legit <laughs> seven foot when I put on the boots. Um, like everywhere in basketball, I'm you know I'm a legit seven feet enlisted. So yeah, that is. Uh, so like if I, I went out to your Instagram for a while and I know you had a bunch of like uh, tall people problems videos and things like that. Um, yeah, man. Well, you know, I, not ceiling fans, door jams and my arch nemesis in life, man. Low hanging yeah. exit signs. Yeah. The world's yeah. not built for people your height, I guess. <laughs> oh, in no way, shape or form. I mean, you <laughs> should, people see me climb out of my car and they're like, that ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of car do you have? So I used to drive a truck, but now because uh, gas got so expensive, I and I travel so much, I went down to a Nissan Altima to store the gas mileage. Wow! Yeah, and, so I imagine you inside of that has got to be uh, a feat in itself. <laughs> hey, man! You know the world never got any bigger, so I just you know you you got to figure it out. Yeah, sure, sure. So I guess it won't surprise anybody, you know, with with your height and everything, that you played basketball both in college. Um, and then the Washington Generals is another whole thing. So uh, I guess talk about uh, college basketball. Yeah, man. So I, I basically I've played basketball my entire life, right? Like that was my real passion. Um, I went to a, I went to a decent amount of college. I traveled a lot through college. It kind of fits my lifestyle. So I, I graduated from California State Bakersfield. Um, I actually did my master's over at Morgan State. Uh, funny enough, you know, obviously Omos from, the, uh, from WWE. Sure. So that is my old college roommate. <laughs> we uh, yeah we attended Morgan State together, so I always tell people like they're like oh wow you're huge and I'm like I'm not even in my own top twenty people that I know. You're right. So you know um, got done there. Uh, played semi pro for a year. Uh, won a national championship in the UBA with the, in the semi pro. I then went on to play professionally. I uh, played in Mexico. I, I mean uh, in Canada. I was getting ready to go play a season. It was between Mexico and Australia, and um, I was in an agent camp. And uh, one of the agents came to me and was like, hey, I'm a, I'm a scout with Harlem Globetrotters. We'd like to consider you to come play for our, uh, for our, you know, our, our generals. Yeah, like, because you know, the Harlem Globetrotters own the Washington generals. Sure. And uh, went to the tryout. And I wasn't going to do it. I wanted to keep playing professionally. But a buddy of mine kind of said, came to me and said, he was like, you know, like, um, he basically told me, uh, hey, man, this is an opportunity that most people will never get in their lives you should really take it more seriously yeah. and consider doing this. So I went out, did that. And then that actually led directly into the WWE thing. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a whole, that's a whole different thing though. Right. Sure. Like, yeah. So, so, I mean, like you said that most people first, most people probably don't get to do most of the stuff that you're talking about, you know, college basketball and rooming with almost um, that's a thing, but like uh, the Washington generals, that, to me, that's like, it's, it's like completely different. Right. So I guess talk about those experiences. I mean, you traveled quite a lot with, with them, I would imagine. 250 days a year. 
I mean, wow. you were on the road. So, um, so it obviously that was my first foray into sports entertainment. Right. Um, that's really what helped me rebuild a passion for wrestling and really get to that point. Um, I, like I said, we were on the road 250 days a year. I visited four or five countries in my time with them. Um, you know, I went and got to play on New Year's Eve in Vancouver, Canada. And it was a lot of fun. But what I really enjoyed about it was the entertainment side of it. You know, I got to have a mic on because I was the lead villain. So realistically, I had a mic on three quarters of the game. You know, uh, I was I was talking, interacting with the crowd. And really, that's kind of what led into wrestling, because I was getting ready to start looking into getting into wrestling. I was looking at wrestling school. I was going to building a resume for the WWE. And when that happened, I actually got had a game in front of AJ Styles because one of our old PAs was a manager with the uh, WWE. And uh, that actually AJ is the one who got me my WWE tryout from that game. Because he came up, to, uh, he got my GA after the game. I was in the shower. He comes running up to me, and he's like, "Hey, man, hey, man, you got to come out here. AJ Styles wants to meet you." And I'm like, "Get out of here, man! I got soap in my eyes. <laughs> like, I'm not here for a <laughs> And he's like, "No, man, I'm dead serious. AJ Styles is out here. He wants to meet you." I'm like, "Okay, okay, cool. I'm coming." I go out there, and there he is. He's standing there with our PA, and I'm sitting there, and he's like, "Hey, man, so I hear you wanting to get into wrestling, and..." Uh, you know, I saw you out there. You're really, you're really one hell of an athlete, but you're really good on that mic too. I'm, you know, what what would you say to you know maybe a, getting a tryout for the WWE? Well, obviously, I was like, I'd love to, right? I right. mean, like I was just, I was literally about to get into this. Yeah. And uh, I had the tryout that next April. I had my singles tryout. They kind of just threw me in there for a week and you know let me let me go through the let me go through it all. And then they brought me back two months later, three months later for a group tryout with a bunch of like high level, uh, like all American collegiate wrestlers. And then me, a basketball player. There were like <laughs> seven of them. And uh, yeah, man, they were, you know, they were, they were awesome. And they ended up like picking me up and I started in the, uh, you know, January, 2020. So, and then we all know what happened, you know, March, 2020, everything kind of yeah. shut down there. <laughs> yeah. Were you aware that AJ Styles was there watching? I was. I was, but I didn't think he was actually going to come back. Because, like, like I said, I knew he was friends with our PA. My PA told me, like, hey, man, AJ's going to be here. I was like, that's really cool. I'd love to. I'd love, like, I wanted to meet him since he was there, but I didn't think he was going to be like, hey, you want to try out? Right. So that was definitely, like, you know, the shock of the evening. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, man, I remember I went in for the tryout, the first tryout. And, like I said, there's Jordan or Omos, my, 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 my mistake. And he's in, he's in there trading. And I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, man, I work here. <laughs> It's like okay. So, um, had you kept in contact with him, and you like knew he was there, or like you, or that was we, well, because we were like I was on the road so much, and mm-hmm. then like I knew he had had a tryout, okay, uh, but I didn't know he had gotten hired and everything. Like I said, they were still trying to keep him really under wraps at that time. Sure, like he hadn't even done his first coconut show, like so the first like local show down there in Florida for him, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, no, it was definitely a surprise for me when I walked in. Like I knew, like I said, knew he had the tryout. Did not expect to see him there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I guess the you know listening to your story, then you walked into NXT for your tryout. I'm I'm guessing based on the way you told the story, you didn't have any other wrestling training at all up to that point. I was completely green. I was literally they. I was still under contract with the Harlem Globetrotters. Like okay. you know, traveling that many days out of the year. Like I. I didn't end my contract. They they offered me the contract in the summer of 2019. I didn't end my contract with the, with the Harlem Globetrotters until the November of 2019. 
Oh, okay. So Dude, I was still working for them basically up to the point. How did you feel about going into the, the tryout with that? You know, you had the, the athletic experience versus, you know, X number of like indie guys that might've been there. Was there like, did you feel like you were advantage or disadvantage there? I, f- I felt like it was kind of a um, little bit of both, right? Okay. Like obviously I walked in knowing, um, or like knowing that I'm, I'm a seven foot man. I was about yeah. 300 pounds at the time. Uh, and I was, you know, I was running every day. I was every bit of a, you know, I was every bit of a pro athlete. And that being this big, being this kind of athlete, you know, like there's few people my size, but there's even fewer people that are the, like the athlete that I am at my size. Right. And so I definitely felt like I had that advantage. And the second advantage I felt like I had was I wasn't at a loss for being on the mic. Right. Sure. Like if, they, if you had to be a microphone, like I do this in front of thousands of people every day. Right. I, you know, I, I'm not scared of that one bit. The wrestling side definitely kind of like worried me a little bit, but um, one of the coaches, specifically Robbie Brooks, Brookside, shout out Robbie Brookside, um, he kind of he kind of broke it down to me like this. He was like, "Listen, sometimes it's good that you come in with very little experience and as, as an athlete, because now I can teach you, and you won't develop any bad habits. Right? Like you know, you don't develop any like if, you know, if we see something wrong, you got a staff full of the Hall of Famers here telling you like, hey, do it this way." And uh, that was that really helped me get a lot of confidence in it. So, I mean, obviously they saw something in me, and as I walked in, I definitely like I felt good about it, like in the sense of like I can do this. Sure. You mentioned uh, Robbie Brookside. Were there? I was going to actually have it. This is one of the questions I wanted to ask you: Is who were some of your mentors while you were there? So or definitely, you- I would say the biggest influence off bat for me was Robbie Brookside. Um, he was my first coach. Um, he was, uh, my mother actually passed away right when I joined WWE and, uh, he was really there for me through that. Uh, also a big fan of, uh, Scotty Dahati, Scott yeah. Garland, um, definitely learned a lot from him. Uh, another guy I'll definitely say, um, that taught me a lot about, you know, crowd interaction for his time was Terry Taylor. Sure. He's a little rough around the edges, but that guy's a wellspring of knowledge. That's a good a good group. Uh, really covers the generations there of wrestling, you know. Yes, sir. Um, so then, so so you're on the so okay. So let's let's uh, set that part aside. And you were talking about before that you were thinking about getting into wrestling. So was wrestling always something that you were interested in growing up, or uh, was it? Oh, good? absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously later on in life, basketball kind of took over. Sure. And that's kind of where, like, I focused in my my life. But when I was younger, oh, absolutely. I mean, like, when The Undertaker came out of the casket and grabbed Triple H, like, that, like I forget what it was exactly, when he, like, all that, like, Survivor Series, that was obviously my favorite wrestler and who I wanted to wrestle like when I started thinking about being a wrestler was Undertaker. But, like I said, when I hit about 14 and, obviously, I was 6'5", something <laughs> like that, I had colleges coming to me. And being like, hey, man, like, we want to recruit you for basketball. Obviously, that kind of became the, the focus in my life. Right. And as I got older and I got with the PA again, Alex Bright, my buddy, uh, you know, I got more and more into wrestling because we had a couple people on the team like uh, me and um, his stage name was Flip. Uh, and uh, he with him and a couple other guys were really into wrestling and we'd incorporate some wrestling into our games sometimes like just as mock stuff right like they come out with a lucha mask or something or with a bell and we just you know we do we do little you know little gags little gags for the crowd and do throw little stuff in like that and it just kind of blossomed from there i mean realistically so yeah kind of reignited my passion for it i guess as you could say 
Yeah, I would I would imagine. Um, so, what did your family think when you told them you were going into wrestling? Man, to be honest with you, um, so I lost my father in 2018 to cancer. I lost my mother 2020 shortly to cancer, and unfortunately, she wasn't um, very cognizant cognizant leading up to me getting it. Uh, so, you know, between that, um, my grandmother was dismayed. <laughs> That's the only word for it. Um, she, uh, she was definitely like, you're going to let them throw you around. I was like, first of all, grandma, I'm going to be doing most of the throwing around. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, but in the second way, yes, absolutely. She's like, I don't know, man. So she definitely was a little worried, but she, she's, as we got more into it and she got to come to see some stuff and do some stuff, she was more and more into it. And she was, by the end of it, she was really happy and she was happy because I was happy. Right. I mean, my, and my grandfather always been a wrestling fan. I mean, he lived in South Florida for 40 years, a lot of good indie, indie wrestling down there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he'd been going to shows since in his early twenties. You know, I, I was I was wondering specifically about that because here you are, somebody who is playing basketball, pretty much the highest level, and uh, and then you and you go into something completely different. And I just wondered, you know, what the what the friends and family thought of that. But it sounds like you they were maybe teed up a little bit for it. So yeah, I mean, hey man, like like I said, plus on top of that, they they know I'm I go to random like I pick up new stuff all the time, and they were like, great, you're a giant wrestler now. We're not shocked. <laughs> So, so we're on the backside of uh, of the NXT stuff, and um, you're you're not out that long before you actually show up on Impact as well at the uh, I believe it you were at the Fort Lauderdale tapings. Yes, sir. Yeah, I had a match with uh, VSK, and and you beat him. I did. <laughs> I did. What do people think? What I was going to eat that little guy? <laughs> yeah, I know he's tiny compared. Yeah. Embarrassing. I mean, no, no disrespect. He's a great wrestler, but like. I mean, I, I eat more food than the one than you weigh in a day. Come on. So, so how did the uh, impact opportunity come about? So funny enough uh, that AJ had something to do with that. Uh, funny, it's so, so simple enough. Um, I called him afterwards uh, when I was getting into the independence and just to thank him really for the opportunity and everything, you know, cause he was the catalyst for all that. Right. Sure. Like he personally recommended me and like, you know, that's quite the compliment in my book when someone personally recommends you for something. Um, and, you know, I, he used to wrestle in Impact, obviously. And he had a relationship with D'Lo, who was the head of talent at the time. And um, he got us in contact. And they had a local show in Fort Lauderdale. And I said, hey, I would, uh, he called me up and said, hey, are you still down here? And I said, yeah. And uh, he said, hey, we, well, we want you for the tapings. Come on down. And, you know, kind of went from there. Uh, nowadays, obviously I work with CTW a lot, which love the promotion. Can't, can't ask for, can't ask for a better friendlier place to work. And I mean, the crowds are always exciting. Um, I'm also doing work with, uh, UWNC, the United Wrestling Network, uh, a couple other places, a couple promotions in Florida, California, um, uh, Oklahoma as well. So, so you're still traveling a ton. (laughs) I got a 2022 Ultima, man. It's got 50,000 miles on it. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's on its like 10th oil change. I feel so bad for my car. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, 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 w- I would think that most people um, would assume that, you know, if you're wrestling, let's say you're wrestling CCW. N- now they do a lot of shows, you know, they're all over the state, but for the most part, they're within the state in Tennessee too. But, um, but man, you're still putting those miles on. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, man. Well, it's, 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 it's that it's, um, 
it's the wrestling. I mean, I act. Uh, I just actually did a commercial recently with Bruce Buffer. Um, so um, it's 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 a little bit of everything. Plus, my work takes me like the work I'll do separately because I go to Oklahoma and I I'll go work with me and my brother and uh, uh, you know. So it's just it's a lot of that. And then it doesn't help that I'm I'm the kind of guy like I go to music festivals when I get a chance. So gotcha. and, like I always want to have my four wheels under my butt. Yeah. Okay. So, so how did the opportunity to work with CCW come about? So how that came about initially was I knew uh, the, who's now the vice president for BRCW, which is the Boca Raton Championship Wrestling. It's Neil the Heel Glazier. <laughs> Shout out, Neil. Love you, buddy. Uh, he, uh, he got me and Nellio in touch, who is obviously the runner, the, um, I mean, the owner and producer for, uh, for CCW. And uh, it just kind of went from there. I mean, me and Nellio both got along. Um, he's, uh, he's Brazilian. I speak a little bit of Portuguese and he's just a great guy in general. So yep. I was immediately, I was like, hey, you're Brazilian. He was like, yeah, I don't really speak Portuguese though, <laughs> <laughs> but still, man, just, uh, I remember we went, we had went to WrestleMania and that's where we really like, uh, kind of got like grew a better relationship was at WrestleMania. We just, you know, that whole weekend was just like an awesome time with a bunch of people. Like, so was it also, the, the Tampa one or the Dallas one, Dallas one. Dallas one. I was still, I was still uh, employed with WWE during the Tampa one. Oh, right. That would so, make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was out there. Um, I mean, cause we weren't, we weren't, we were, we went to the show and then we, you know, we bunch of the workers. So we just all stayed, stayed out there. Um, but yeah, man, just a great group of guys again. So. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think a lot about goals and things. So, now you you've kind of gone through the NXT period. You've done some time with Impact. You're working at CCW and other other places. What are some of your like immediate goals in wrestling? I mean, my first goal, first and foremost, is to win my first belt. I mean, uh, yeah, I want yeah. I want to have some I want to have some gold around my waist. You know, I'm tired of this. I, I'm I wanna, sure you I walk in and on my shoulder. So you know, whichever one I decide to set my sights on first, like that's that's yeah. the immediate goal. And uh, I guess the end goal is basically, man, like. I don't do something and not have the intention to be as good as I can potentially be at what I'm doing. I don't go in and do things to be half-assed at them and be okay at them. So to reach the highest level of this sport, uh, that's obviously the goal to have as many, as many titles and as prestigious as titles as I can get and reach the highest possible level of accomplishment in this sport. Gotcha. So is there, um, are there matches on YouTube that you would point people to? It's like they haven't seen you wrestle or they haven't seen you at all. Are there things that you would point them to to go check out? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I run a channel. Uh, you can just look up Jack Talos. The channel will come right up. Uh, but I would also immediately go look um, at CCW, obviously, would be the first pick. Uh, the Impact match is on there. You can go see me uh, with people like Get Luchador. Um I would say one of my favorite personal matches other than the VSK match up to this point uh, is me and Johnny Nova at CCW okay. at Hialeah. Uh, yeah. I really felt that was a, a good match, but you know, there are other ones too. Uh, there's a couple I've done out in Oklahoma, a couple of, like I said, out in California when they drop, cause they, they're, they're live. There's some on UWN that I definitely think people should go check out, but you know, you can just find them all in type in my name in YouTube. I come right up, Google it or YouTube, but I'm there. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Johnny Nova at, at, in Hialeah. What do you think about that Hialeah crowd? It's intense, isn't it? I mean, I love I love a rough and rowdy crowd. Sure. And, you know, like this this sports about energy, as is with a lot, man. Like, so you know, you bring people with you. 
So, you know, you're, you're giving your energy to them and they're giving it right back to you. So the more rambunctious, the more like up there and ready to go, that's, you know, just gives us as workers that much more to feed off of. Sure. You know? Well, with that, I, I, I want to thank you um, for doing the show with me today. And um, is there anything else that you want to tell the people or, or message to the, to the CCW locker room? Like which champion you're telling to watch, the, watch their belt? <laughs> which champion? There's only one champion, and I'm the reason he has that belt. There you go. Ariel Levy, <laughs> you are not the champ I deserve. You are a placeholder for me. You have been watching CCW Insider, produced by Minutes to Bell Time in association with Coastal Championship Wrestling.